0: From 19 down and the way you played offensively in, in the first, really, 28 minutes of the game, where did that come from? Um, you know, I mean, they, they came out and played incredibly physical. I mean, it was, I don't know how quickly we were in the double bonus, but I mean, they were really getting after us. And um you know, it took us a while to adjust to that. I mean, I thought they were a little bit more physical than we were. We obviously couldn't make a shot. Uh, um, they got some things going. And then I thought, you know, beginning of the second half, you know, kind of got away from us a little bit. But, but man, these guys just showed some – some great I thought we hesitated in the first half a little bit shooting the ball and our guys just stayed confident I believe we ended the game on a 15-0 run um, guys made winning plays and I do and that's just what this team's been about you know all year doesn't matter how you do it to find a way to come up here when Wyoming was playing really well and steal a road win like that was just awesome considering how you shot and played in the first half because it wasn't just shooting it was 11 turnovers I know you've had 10-0 runs before, but has there ever been a more important one you've had this year than when you were 19 down and cut it? No, I mean, I thought that was huge. I, I kept thinking we were going to make a run. You know, I kept thinking that. Um, and, and, and and we did. The guys just stayed yeah. confident. Boy, once we got a couple of shots to go down, you know, I thought we really got into a rhythm. I thought we were much more aggressive driving the ball and playing strong in the paint that way. But it started with defense. We just struggled to string together uh, enough, enough stops were too many easy baskets for them at the free throw. And once we kind of settled in that way, um, I thought we were pretty good. On a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner. Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Or Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. go! Here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the five, touchdown Colorado State.
1: What's up, what's up, what's up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast. As always, I'm your boy, Justin Michael. Gonna talk CSU hoops. It was a weird weekend. It was an unpredictable weekend. It was a wild weekend. But mostly, it was a winning weekend. CSU able to erase a 19-point deficit. Just a crazy comeback. It was a lot of fun. One of those games where I'm sitting on press row... I have about 400 words typed up about just, you know, how this was a deflating loss. Second year in a row, the Rams went up to Laramie and just laid an egg. I was going to talk about, you know, how it was really going to hurt their chances to finish in the top four of the Mountain West. You know, ideally, you're still trying to finish in the top two or three, but a loss to the lowly Cowboys would have, it basically would have derailed all that. I mean, they wouldn't have technically been out of it but it would have really, really hurt their chances. And just the resolve, the fight, all of that, it was it was awesome. It was just great to see them find a way. You know, it was ugly, but they found a way, and ultimately that is what matters in the end. Before we dive more into this game and talk about what the next week is going to look like for CSU, should mention that the DNVR Rams podcast is presented by Bojo's Pizza. Bojo's Pizza, Colorado's own Mountain Pies. Right now, all you gotta do is mention DNVR. You can get a free honey cheesy bread with the purchase of any entree. What a steal. For, take your loved one out. You might have messed up on Valentine's Day. You might have missed the boat completely. It's okay. You still have time. You can take her to Bojo's. Honey, I'm so sorry that I'm a moron. Here's some honey cheesy bread she or he will forgive you, I promise. It's that good. It's, I messed up on Valentine's Day, make you forget about it good. That's really good. Hit up Bojo's, tell them DNVR sent you, take advantage of this killer deal. Much love to our friends over at Bojo's Pizza. Alrighty, like I said, it was a weird win. It was one of those games where it just felt like it was going to be another unsuccessful trip to Laramie. I mean, I don't know what it is about Arena Auditorium that just it's like it's like there's a, an invisible lid on the bucket or something. I've only seen CSU like go up to Laramie like one time in the last 5 years and like actually just like you know play a, a complete 40 minutes of quality basketball, but hey, a win is a win you're never going to apologize and what was fun about this one was Chris Martin got the got the special moment i mean i've talked about it all season i really think chris is playing an integral integral role to the ram's success this year i know he's not going to get all the glory i know you know he's a guy who on the surface looks like he took a punishment after going from the from the starting lineup to being the sixth man But Chris has just done everything right this year. He's been a great teammate. He's been a leader. He's been positive and upbeat. He's worked on his game. I mean, we've seen him throughout the season really get more efficient from three-point land, hit a couple of really big threes on Saturday. But just for him to, to keep doing the right things, to continue being a terrific teammate after being put in just not an easy situation. You know, like I said... Everybody understood that Roddy needed to be in the starting lineup, that it was going to be better for CSU moving forward. But even so, it's just as a human, it's it's hard to take that. Everybody wants to shine. Everyone wants to be that guy, especially when it's your big senior season. Chris, he's he's graciously accepted being like a 3 and D guy, just being that that glue guy off the bench that they can turn to in the crunch time. I mean, it's clear that, that Nico trusts that Nico Medved, I should emphasize, he got the two Nikos, that Medved trusts Martin. I mean, he he consistently plays him in the second half. He plays big minutes. And, and Hiron, it's the same way. I mean, whenever whenever this team needs to, to get a defensive spark, they turn to the, the senior duo of Edwards and Martin. And I just can't say enough good things about what they've done just from a leadership standpoint and from an effort standpoint. So it was cool to see Chris get his moment. Hyron played really well defensively, had some turnovers on offense. I will say for Hyron is, is the best one-on-one defender on this team, but for as fast as he is, he just, he's kind of loose with the basketball. He kind of sometimes like, it looks like he attacks the rim and, and doesn't really have a plan, but he's just a bulldog defensively. I love watching him out there. So I have no issues with the fact that he's not necessarily, you know, the biggest scoring threat or the or the most consistent scoring threat. What he brings defensively is so valuable for this team, and and they need him to play quality minutes, especially down the stretch if they're going to ultimately be able to make a run. But get, getting back to my original point, which was that I was happy for Chris. I thought. It was cool that he got to have that moment. Obviously, hit the the daggers three to give CSU the lead with 33 seconds left. Then made four straight free throws down the stretch to close it out. That's money, man. That's that's exactly what you need your seniors to do. It wasn't a great day at the free throw line for CSU as a team. So many freaking missed free throws. It's it's very frustrating. But there's 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 no point in really dragging on and on about the free throws. Everybody gets it. You got to make them. I mean, they're free. You got to knock them down. But when it mattered most, they made them. That's what I'm going to lean on. I mean, it's kind of like threes. They weren't great yesterday. They went 7-24 from the three-point arc as a team. But when the game really mattered most in that last minute, they were able to hit two of them. And that's what it comes down to. It was the last minute and a half, I should say. But ultimately, it was ugly. They had to fight for it. They had to scratch for it. They were still down eight with two and a half minutes, but they were able to get it done in the end. Huge, huge for their for their chances of finishing in the top three moving forward. We'll get into that in a little bit, but I sh- I just wanted to kind of talk about a few other things that were kind of big factors in this game. David Roddy, it wasn't his his most dominant game. He was 4 of 8 from the field, had 10.6 boards, so it's not like he was a no-show or anything like that. But they definitely he got into foul trouble. I think he had a couple of frustration fouls in this game. It's going to happen. I mean, he's a, he's a young guy, as good as he is. It's, it's going to happen. Adam Thistlewood, 1 of 5 from the three-point line, not his typical game either, but also got fouled on a three-point, three-point attempt at the end there, made all three free throws huge, so clutch, you know, going back to the same point with Martin, it's like, yes, CSU struggled at the free throw line, but they knocked down those seven most important ones at the very end. Ultimately, you know, you can be upset about the fact that they struggled or you can just appreciate the fact that they got the win and, and just, you know, be happy about the fact that they hit him in the crunch time. Ultimately, I think, what a lot of fans don't recognize is when the free throws start missing when like consistently when you really start to brick a couple of them as a team you just can't help but think about it and you see guys just get tighter and tighter at the line definitely saw it a little bit with Nico Carvacho airballed one basically there and then you saw him like go up with the next one and you could just see it in his face like he was uncomfortable so for CSU to struggle all game as a team and then to knock them down in the crunch time, that's big time. That shows how mature they are. It shows that they can put the game behind them and move forward. That's the sign of a good team. You know, ultimately, some games are going to be weird. Some games are going to, you know, the shots just aren't going to fall. The three-point shots, the free throws, any of it. It's just not going to be your day. But you still found a way to win. You found a way to win when Isaiah was 4-16 from the field. You found a way to win when your, one of your best freshmen, Roddy, was in foul trouble that's big time. You know what else is big time? Breckenridge Brewery and the Breck Beer Locator. With the Breck Beer Locator, it takes all of the pain out of shopping for beer. If I want a six pack of Avalanche Ale, and I'm not sure if the liquor store near me is going to have it, doesn't matter. All I got to do, hop on the Breck Beer Locator, type it in, it'll tell me exactly where to find it. This is so clutch. It's so convenient. This is the way our kids will buy beer in the future, when they're of age, of course. But I'm telling you guys, this is the best way to do it. Take all the inconvenience out of beer shopping, Breckenridge Brewery, Breck Beer Locator, the beer of the future. Okay. Moving on with the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. The last thing that I wanted to talk about, at least from this Wyoming game is just how impactful Nico Carvacho has been. I mean, you can bring up his struggles at the free throw line, but it is what it is at this point. I mean, yes, you would like to see him knock a few more down, but he's not so bad at the free throw line that they can just, like, hack-a-shack him. And honestly, like, he's just so impactful down low on the glass. He He drew, like, I'm not even exaggerating, like seven or eight loose ball fouls on Wyoming yesterday. I thought Allen Edwards was going to lose his mind. He was pissed, but they just, they couldn't keep, they couldn't box Nico out. They were doing everything they could. They were grabbing him. They were holding him. They were pulling him and the refs were calling it. They were calling a tight game, but they were beating the hell out of Carvacho and he was owning them anyways. They had 17 rebounds. That's 10 more than anyone else on the floor. Just a stud. I mean, just an absolute stud. And with him being that impactful down low, it's just, it's hard to beat CSU. He's a rebounding machine. And basically like you can try and go against him one-on-one and he's just going to eat you up or you can double him. But then it just opens things up for Roddy, for the guards. Really a great team, a collective team effort. On the glass, CSU out rebounded Wyoming 52 to 26. That's crazy. I mean, we knew going in that Carvacho's size was gonna present an issue for Wyoming. But damn, y'all box out or something. Have a little bit of pride to get out rebounded by 26. That's it's like a middle school team going against the varsity team or something, but it was it was just a really dominant showing from Nico. And after the game, it was cool because we didn't actually get to do official interviews with him. We talked to Isaiah, Chris Martin, and Nico Medved. But as I was walking back out onto the floor, Carvacho was coming down the tunnel with me. And I've talked about it before. You know, Nico and I have a pretty good relationship. I've covered him, you know, the entire time he's been at CSU. So we get along, you know, as far as, you know, the media process goes and you know, it's just like, that one, you know, got to feel good, right? Few, uh, few words that I can't say on the podcast, but basically just like, yeah, we wanted it more than them. They didn't know how to handle being up. We showed them, you know, what it was all about. So just uh, he wanted it. It was his last chance to go up and, and get a win in Laramie, and you could tell it meant a lot to him. So I, w- I was happy for Nico. I was happy for Chris happy for all of them. I have everyone you know all of them in the locker room but mostly you guys you know the fans because if they lose that game it's it's just going to derail all of the the positive momentum that this team has going that would have been really disappointing now you have a big game coming up with UNLV we're going to pivot right now kind of talk about what this next week is going to look like You know, we're not going to really drag on about it because I want to still have uh, some stuff to talk about before this UNLV game on Tuesday, short turnaround. You know you're going to get a better effort from them on their home floor than you got at Moby. CSU scored 95 points in that victory at Moby Arena. That's the most UNLVs given up all season. I'll be honest, you know, that was probably the most surprising game to me of this entire year. It's not that I... I th- I think CSU is a better team than UNLV. I thought that going into the last matchup. I think that now. I didn't think CSU would just punk them like that, just absolutely dominate them. And really, they did. Like from start to finish, it it didn't even look like UNLV wanted to be there. I don't think it'll be like that this time around. UNLV, coming off a win over New Mexico, they still have a slim chance to to earn a top four or five seed at this point. UNLV is kind of just trying to play for that four or five matchup. They would be, you know, kind of dangerous as a six seed in this tournament. I would say they're not, you know, the best team, but they have great size and they play hard enough most of the time. They didn't against CSU most of the time. They're an effort team, so on their home floor they could make things interesting. But if you're CSU, this is just—it's a chance to pick up a really important road win. I asked Chris Martin after the game in Laramie, you know, what has made CSU such a successful team away from Moby Arena? And he said it's just like their grittiness, their toughness, and their their level of focus, and I agree with that. But the trip to San Diego State is going to be brutal. You know, you do everything you can in that game, but they're just on fire. They're going to give it their all because they really want to run the table. But if you can steal this win... If you can steal this one on the road, you got Air Force and San Jose State at home still. Those are winnable games. Those are very winnable. I said all along going into these last five games, four and one was going to be the goal. That's on the table because he didn't blow it against Laramie or Wyoming. I don't know why I'm referencing them as Laramie. Maybe that'll be my new thing. This is a huge game. This is a huge game on Tuesday. And I think if CSU wins this, ultimately... I'll be pretty surprised if they don't end up earning that that number 3 spot. They're going to need some things to fall their way with Boise State. Uh but I just kind of have a hunch that the Boise State's going to lose a, a game or two here at the end. They still have to play San Diego State as well. I don't know, you know. At the end of the day, like whether you're the 3 seed, the 2 seed, the 4 seed, the 5 seed, whatever, you're going to have to beat some good teams in Vegas. There's no scenario to the championship that allows you to avoid, you know, facing Sandy, some combination of San Diego State, Utah State, Boise State, Nevada, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you're gonna have to beat some top teams. That's just how it is. The seeding does matter though. So can CSU close this season strong? You know, regardless of how this plays out, they've already drastically outplayed preseason expectations legacy media so-called experts took them to finish ninth I said all along there was no way in hell they were going to finish ninth I was like that's absolutely absurd I I didn't I knew that Roddy and Stevens were going to be good I didn't know they were going to be this good I definitely didn't know how good Tanjay and and Thomas were going to be I I had a lot of faith just because of the assistance and I you know what they're looking for and being able to identify guys that would that would work well in the system. And they definitely did that with this signing class. I just, I can't believe that CSU was taken to finish ninth. That's insane. In, in my preseason projections, I took CSU fifth. I believe it might've been sixth. Even that was too low. You know, the difference between fifth and second right now is two games. So a lot of the teams are, are right where I thought they would be. People slept on this team. They slept on Medved. They slept on the Rams. That was a mistake. Hopefully they're able to to keep this momentum rolling. And then, you know, when you get to Vegas, anything can happen. It's Vegas, baby. It's Vegas. I am already so excited for Vegas, let me tell you what. But we will talk about everything that's going on over these next couple of weeks. You know, if you're a subscriber, make sure you check out everything we had on the Wyoming game. There's already three articles up on that game. Gonna have more content this week. Obviously, it's just it's a big couple of weeks for CSU football, or she's for CSU basketball. Got spring ball coming up for CSU football in a couple of weeks. So you know, if you're not a subscriber, now's the perfect time to join the family. Get a high quality T-shirt designed by my buddies at the D Line. But yes, we will be back through everything this week. Got a couple of big games gonna have some podcasts gonna have some written content y'all know the deal hope everyone had an excellent weekend hope everyone has a great week this week word peace out much love